You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities. Welcome. I'm Vicki McLeod, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the very first Everyday Happiness podcast. I'm calling it Everyday Happiness, a pajama podcast, because I am in my pajamas. Actually, to be totally honest, I'm in my fuzzy house coat. I spend a lot of time in my pajamas. It is one of the things that makes me very happy. I'm a home-based business. I've been in business, in a thriving business, for more than two decades. I entered into home-based and sort of transitioned out of the typical workplace into home-based business 20 years ago when it really was considered, you know, a little bit off the beaten track to do so. I used to work on a radio show called The Home Biz Show, and the host of that show used to say we were, we didn't get any respect, you know, people in home-based businesses were considered to be not really in business, and now the remote business or the home-based business is, you know, pretty much a, a universal uh, universal way to, to go to do business. So, because of that, it's, it's for me about a lifestyle. I get to spend a lot of time in my pajamas and, and pajama days and days when I can have what I call a happy idleness. Uh, it's kind of a, a purposeful pathway to a happy life. I'm, I'm happy to, to be in my pajamas and even happier if I can put an apron on top of them and do some cooking. And I'm just telling you this just as a way of introducing you to me. I am a coach and a consultant. I'm a writer. I am a trainer. I do workshops and retreats in both the personal development and corporate realms. And at the same time, I have a real commitment to having a daily life that, that is happy and designing a life that works for me. And, and the theme of the show is going to be around, around happiness and, and, in a sense, almost looking at what defines happiness. Because I think it's an elusive notion, to be honest. We talk about it a lot, but I'm not sure we think about it a lot or really think about what it means. I want to open today in this, this first podcast with with a quote from someone who I admire greatly. I'm not sure if you've heard of Pema Chodron. Her, name, her first name is spelled P-E-M-A, Pema Chodron. She's a Buddhist nun who runs an abbey here in Canada. She is uh, on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, and I'll tell you a little bit about my location in a minute. She runs Gampo Abbey, and that's an unusual thing, actually, in the Buddhist tradition to have a woman, first of all, as the head of an order, which she is, but also, she's an American woman uh, who became a Buddhist nun and resides in Canada. So for a number of reasons, I find her intriguing. But I really love her teachings. And she's become kind of a um, – I've, I've, I've actually had the opportunity to do some work with her, which was amazing. But she's also become kind of a touchstone and mentor for me uh, in, this, in the sense – almost virtually or, or in the sense of just wanting to have her in my space somehow. So I try to keep – uh, her books in my space when I uh, go le- when I lead retreats when workshops I always have a what I call a pocket Pema a little small pocket version of some of her books with me so I, w- I thought it was great to bring her onto the show too in, in the way that I like to do she's apparently got a new book out called True Happiness I haven't read it yet it's now on my list to get and I'll, I'll probably do a book review of it on this show because it would fit in really really well um, but in the the when I just went to look at the uh, the the promotion for the book, there's this beautiful quote that they're using on Amazon, and and I really really like it. The here's what she says: 
The potential for happiness is not based on outer things. They come and go, causing us misery, she says. We're always chasing after something, trying to avoid the difficult places. But there are a lot of small sweetnesses that we ignore because they're so fleeting. So just, you know, to hold that notion, there's two things in here that really resonated with me. One is we're chasing after something, trying to avoid the difficult places. And it was interesting in getting ready to do this podcast with PLV, the PLV Network, which is Sarah Troy. Now, you're hearing a train in the background, and I just want to say I'm going to try to deal with this by pausing and then, you know, jumping onto the recording again. My tech skills aren't really that, you know, high end. So there's going to be a train noise in the background here. I am going to just... Uh, uh, let it let it come forward for you just because if you live in Canada, this is a sound that actually will bring you happiness. I live very close to the train here. I overlook the Fraser River in Maple Ridge, B.C. It's a beautiful part of British Columbia and a beautiful part of Canada. And uh, so I get to hear the train a lot. And, and so that's just a little side road. We'll see how we deal with the tech. That's one of the edges I'm crossing uh, as I do the podcast. So I just want to go back to before the train <laughs> interrupted us, and we may get another one before the podcast's over. The, just this, uh, the notion of we try to avoid the difficult places. And so one of the things I'm really going to talk about on this show is that, you know, I don't believe that we get happiness without also experiencing its opposite, which is sorrow. And when I was talking about uh, leading into doing the podcast for PLV, the PLV Network, which is Sarah Troy's Network Positive Living Vibrations, I think there's a really good fit for me here uh, because Sarah and I share some similar philosophies. We're not 100% aligned. I don't know that anybody is totally 100% aligned with anyone else, but we really have a lot of common ground. And uh, part of the process here is, you know, she does an an hour-long interview with each of the new hosts. So I'll post a link in the show notes to that interview, and you can hear a little bit bit more. But we do talk a little bit in that about, you know, just this notion of uh, being future-focused, so chasing always the elusive happiness at some future point in life, as well as this way that we want to avoid um, almost what's really real in that we get to have a full human experience, a full range of experiences. And and so that really resonated with me in Pema's work. And Pema's work, you know, regularly resonates with me, her message. Um, but also this notion here that we ignore the small sweetnesses because they're fleeting. And that, for me, is really uh, the nucleus of the everyday happiness notion. That to turn our attention, it's about what we turn our attention to. So to turn our attention to those moments and notice those moments in our lives that bring us happiness in the instant. And, and it may pass because it is fleeting. Um, and, and so my hope would be that through, you know, participating in the podcast, listening, listening to the shows, you know, you'll start to get more of a sense for you what it is that brings you those fleeting moments of happiness or joy, uh, so that you can turn and look at them, so that you can bring them more fully into focus in your life. Um, so basically, that's what the show is going to be about. That's that's kind of the the theme of it. I wanted to um, also talk a little bit with you about this notion of. Um, the ordinariness of happiness and how this relates to the pajamas, because I know I'm, you know, I'm probably going to talk about pajamas a fair amount. Uh, 
it is a notion, again, it's one of those things that, that uh, does resonate with people when I say, you know, I'm having a pajama day. If I post that on Facebook or one of my social networks, I get lots of people saying, oh, I had a pajama day on Saturday. And, um, but for me, this is part of that ordinary happiness. But it comes from a, you know, an incident that occurred in my life that was kind of an epiphany. It was one of those moments where it was like, aha, this is what what I've wanted to see. You know, it was like a moment when my eyes opened or I woke up in a sense. And it was about, I'm going to say five years ago now that I, I had a, a rather serious surgery. And I'm a person who's been very blessed. I've had very few surgeries or major illnesses or uh, even broken bones. I broke my first bone, in fact, last year. So I hadn't really experienced this thing of being flat out as a result of a surgery before. And I was uh, down for six weeks and really was restricted almost completely to the main floor of my home, which, you know, fortunately has pretty much everything I need, you know, had a fold out bed in the living room, access to the kitchen, the bathroom, of course, was nearby. And people could come and go because it's the main floor of the house to to visit me and, and, and my family could help look after me there. Uh, but what I realized being in this really restricted environment was that my world, what my world became that sort of 800 square feet that surrounded me on that main floor. And I noticed as I you know, came out of the sort of drug-induced fog and started to actually feel physically better, even though I still wasn't really mobile, that what I needed to make me happy was actually right there in front of my nose, that within those four walls... And I had a lovely view of the Fraser River where we live, and I could watch the seasons turn and so forth. It was springtime, and it was a lovely time to be looking out the window and to, and to be able to spend the luxury, in a sense, of having all those days to just sit and look out the window, to be with myself, uh, to sit with my arising thoughts. It was really a profound and changing experience for me. And I have to say, it changed my coaching practice probably forever. I'd already started my coaching practice before then. I'd evolved from being a consultant to being a coach through a number of steps, and I may or may not describe those steps as the, as the show unfolds. But I realized that there was this notion of this ordinary happiness, these small, sweet moments that were occurring every day, even though I was so severely restricted in what I could do. And I began to notice then once I got back to work and started to notice with my clients that this sort of uh, the ongoing unhappiness or the discontent in their lives, as we started to turn their attention, as we started to work with this notion of ordinary happiness and turn their focus, they were experiencing more on a day-to-day basis. For me, this was, you know, really, um, it's been really gratifying. Um, so I wanted to 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 kind of lay that up as a bit of a foundation for the show and and really the way that I'm going to frame it up uh, over the the course of the year is that we're going to look at happiness through basically six dimensions and I call these dimensions I call it life pie some call it the wheel of life it's it's based on uh, I believe it's the work of of the Kimsey House team I'll get that reference for you and put it in the show notes. Often it's presented as eight dimensions. I've just kind of condensed it into six for simplicity's sake. It works out nicely with the 12-month year for the show. But the six, so it's six dimensions, and I call it life pie partly because pie is also something that makes me happy. And we will be talking about food and happiness and, and sort of a, a pa- or a passion for things, and one of my passions is for, is for food. So uh, that's, that kind of relates to why I like to call it life pie, just because saying it makes me feel happy. 
So, but there's these sort of six dimensions, and they're the areas that, that you know, if I start working with a, with a new client, and, and I use these dimensions in different modalities. So this one is really about just a general life life wheel. We can do a management wheel or a leadership wheel, depending on what kind of dimensions we're working with. But this one is about life, and, and kind of the six dimensions of what kind of make for a balanced or a satisfied or a contented life. And part of this is because it's really a, about in order to be alert to, in order to create like an entry point for happiness to land in your life, you need to have a foundation or a space that welcomes it. And, and I know that might be a little bit of a challenging notion to get your head around because you would say, well, of course I'm welcoming happiness. Of course I'm open to happiness. Who isn't? And I'm going to challenge that a little bit and say, that may be what you want to be and that may be how you hope you are, but have you really designed your life to create entry points where happiness can arrive? And, and have you even really taken the time to assess and look at where your life is at? 2015, a great time to be starting a show like this. It's it's a, not the whole year, 2015, but it's January. And uh, if you're listening to this show at some other time in space, but right now it is it is the middle of January. And of course, in North America, at least we really like to focus on the year in review. We like to move forward. We like to look at what um, what's coming for us. And so I'm going to, you know, I think this is a great time to introduce this tool for you of using the six dimensions or the wheel of life and kind of doing a little bit of life assessment with it. The other piece that goes with this that I think is really important is really around having some kind of a theme or guide guide word for your year. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm introducing this because part of the reason I'm even doing the podcast is that in November, I started doing some work on my theme for the year. What is it that was emerging for me? What's trying to happen in my life? And I noticed that for 2015, at least upcoming, I was starting to get a lot of invitations to speak in large at large events. It's not really something I've had on my radar. Again, my focus has kind of been on the kind of ordinary happiness, the day-to-day happiness. Um, I love what I do, and I love to show up in it, and I show up in it 100%. And at the same time, I haven't really had a big desire to, you know, kind of play out on a big stage. But these invitations are showing up. Opportunities are showing up, including the opportunity Sarah presented with, with the PLV network. So the theme that emerged for me was one that uh, is a, it's actually an old uh, saying or an old slogan, I guess, be the star that you are. And and I say old because I don't think it's a well-known one. And I, I'm, and where I where it first came into my life was when I was in high school. Uh, we had a dear friend, my girlfriend, and I'm she's still in my life. My she's my oldest friend. We had an, another friend who was leaving to go to Hollywood, and we loved this guy. He he was the pro, uh, projectionist at the local theater, and that was a big deal. I was in a small uh, rural town growing up. And uh, it's now more of a suburban town. But, you know, the theater, the going to the movies was a big deal. It was one of the few activities that we we had uh, that um, that we could, uh, you know, that gave us some entertainment as teenagers for sure. And Nick ran the projection room and would sneak us in so that we could watch the movies from the projection room. And this was kind of a big deal, too. But Nick left for Hollywood. And I remember my bestie signing his – we gave him a book on Marilyn Monroe. He was a big Monroe fan and uh, one of these big coffee, glossy coffee table books. It made him very happy, by the way. And uh, But she signed it, Be the Star That You Are. And that 
signature that she did has always stayed with me. I've always had this kind of fascination for celestial things. I used to do a lot of artwork that had stars and moons and that kind of thing in it. Um, this is back in the 70s. Um, so so it's always kind of stayed with me, and it just showed up when I was doing some work around what did I want to have for my theme. And at first I kind of wanted to step back from it because I thought, wow, I don't really want to be a star. That's not really my thing. And then I thought, well, just be the star that you are. And then a whole bunch of things started to cascade from that. And that's what can happen when you start working with these themes. You start to notice things that are kind of flirting with you, that a bunch of uh, either ideas, inspirations, connections, they, it all starts to kind of make sense. So I thought, be the star, the star that I am. So what I'm saying now is that some stars blaze and some stars twinkle. And I'm more of a twinkler. So and. And, and for me, that just made the whole theme fit and make sense. Um, and at the same time, I, while I'm saying I don't want to be a star or be a big star, I also know that there is a part of me that wants to get the message that I have out in the world, that I have been called forth in my work to be a, cat, a, a person that's a kind of a catalyst for positive change in the world, to work with people and finding li- a way to live a life that they love and to work with businesses and organizations so that they can really have great connections and communication with their stakeholders, that they can actually make meaningful change in their work. So I have to step up. Um, But for me, a star is a bright spot in a dark sky. It's a very small bright spot in a dark sky. And I'm happy to twinkle in my corner of it. I'm happy to brighten the part of the sky that, that I shine in. So this also has had to do, though, for me with making some peace with my ordinary self. Because I think for a number of years, like many people, I thought, well, if I'm really going to um, get traction in my business, if I'm going to really make an impact, I need to go big, like the kind of go big or go home. And in part, I would say that was probably my ego. Um, And in part, it was that it really didn't fit for me. And I want to be really clear here. I think it's important, and we're kind of talking in the territory of goal setting here. I think it's really important if you're going to get into goal play, you know, that you want to have a big prize. You want to have something that really compels you. In fact, I argue that goal setting often doesn't work because we don't have a compelling future that we're driving toward. We haven't understood or articulated for ourselves what the big prize is. But the big prize is different for different people. And, and I want to be really clear here. If you, you know, for when I'm working with people, they have a big dream. I get behind it 100 percent. Um, you know, for many people, that is what will bring them that fulfillment, that satisfaction, that contentment in their lives is to is to <clears throat> realize that big stage to get to that point. Um, but a compelling prize for someone else could be something quite different. What I like to say here is that you really want to be finding your personal definition for happiness or success, what it is for you. Um, and the question that I ask when I do goal setting with people and the question I'll ask you to think about is, what is the way you want to be in the world? How do you want to play in the world? How do you want to feel? And if you know what that is, if you know the way that you want to be in the world, then you will know what steps you need to take to get there because that will become your compelling vision. That will become your big prize, getting to be the way you want to be. And for many people, just introducing that concept really does shift um, 
shift their perspective on setting goals and also shift their perspective on what makes them happy. That, that happiness is actually the way that we interact on a day-to-day basis in the world, more so than the attainment of something or uh, the outer things, as Pema called them when we were at the top of the show, the things that come and go, that, as she says, they cause us misery. Um, so this is the kind of the notion that I'd like to have you think about as we um, go into talking about what I'm going to go into now, which is just talking about the six dimensions and lay them out for you, what, what they are and, and how they intersect with one another. So what, first I want to say about, a little bit about how this tool works. So essentially, if you want to imagine it or visualize it as a circle and just divide that circle into six sections, this is a great way to use the tool in uh, sort of in a, the physical way, a geography for the tool. So just draw a circle on a piece of paper, divide it into six sections. And in each of those sections, which will look like pieces of pie, yummy pie, um, you then write in each of these headings that we're going to talk about. So one of the areas, and and we're going to cover each of these areas as the show unfolds throughout the year. So the the first area to put in, it's not necessarily number one in any particular ranked order, but the first area that you want to write in is career and business and or role. And so I want to be clear here that not everyone is in a career. Not everyone has a job. Uh, not everyone is in business. So you, there is some role, though, that you're playing in your life right now. And so maybe you are a retired person or maybe you're some, a new mom. Um, you may be also in a, doing volunteer work in a capacity. You may be, uh, my friend calls herself a domestic goddess. So she's, she's been an at-home mom. That's her role. But what you want to be doing with each of these sections is just ranking your level of satisfaction with each of them. So whatever the role is that you have, whether it's a career, business, job, uh, role at home, just on a scale of 1 to 10, make a dot in that pie roughly where you think you would land, with the center of the pie being 0 and the outer edge of the circle being uh, 10. You don't need to make a circle or a pie to have this work for you. You can simply think it through mentally, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10. How satisfied are you? How contented are you with this area of your life? Because it's just a life area. On the show, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about, you know, what I think makes for happy business. I'm going to bring on some subject matter experts in various, uh, in each of these areas, actually. And, you know, we'll, we'll ha- hopefully have some very inspiring people on to talk about their businesses and how they design them. Uh, people who are in transition with their careers and roles and how that's going. Really going to be talking to and interviewing ordinary people who are on an extraordinary journey in this particular area. But for now, either take a mental note or actually write down on your circle if you're doing it with a piece of paper, uh, the number for you, what it is, your career, business, or your at-home role at the present time. And that would be one of the six areas that we're going to talk about uh, on Everyday Happiness, a pajama podcast. The The second area that I want you to make a note of is your home and physical environment. One thing that I notice at this time of year is a lot of people start to talk about simplifying their lives, decluttering their homes in particular. They want to get their offices in order. They want to get their bedrooms cleaned out. They want to get into the garage and get all the stuff out of there that they've stored away. Partly, I think, has to do with getting uh, the holidays both up and down in our homes. You know, we bring everything out. We get the house all decorated up, and then we take everything and put it away, and we have to find places for that. Um, Really important to have a physical environment that supports you, that supports your life. 
to have at hand what you need to have a, uh, an environment that wor- is workable. And I've got a couple of really great colleagues that I'm going to bring in specifically to talk about this one. We'll be doing uh, Kathleen Hatley. Is, uh, she calls herself the clutter coach. She's going to be coming on the show within the next couple of weeks. And I also have a, a wonderful colleague, uh, Kim Louise, who is really about creating soulful spaces. She's a numerologist and uh, an interior designer, She's got a number of strings to her bow. She's also what I would call a multipreneur, much like myself. So I'll be bringing her in to talk about, you know, what's important in terms of your space and flow to really have it support you. And again, whatever kind of space is important to you, it might be your domestic home, it might be your your office, your workplace. um, But we'll talk about the importance of physical environment. So again, mentally or on the paper, give yourself a number. Are you very unsatisfied, so you're closer to zero on this one. Are you fully satisfied? You're closer to 10. The next dimension on the pie that we want to talk about is personal growth and spirituality. And to a large degree, this is kind of my territory or my wheelhouse. As I say, this is a big part of where I work with people is in this dimension. Um, Lou Tice is an amazing resource. And again, I'll, I'll put this resource into the show notes. But he talks about human beings as being teleological, which is a word I just love, which means that we are we are driven forward by having something to attain. So we want to always be moving forward. It's kind of an organic process. I've actually written a blog post about this, and I'll I'll put a, a link to that blog post for you as well. But it's really about we are designed for our growth. We're designed for organic um, expansion, and so. This area of personal growth and spirituality becomes a really important one to pay attention to. And spirituality, the way that we'll be dealing with it in the podcast, is really a wide-ranging topic. Uh, it's not necessarily religion, although it may be for some. And I'll, again, be bringing in subject matter experts, a wonderful colleague, uh, Wendy Yakbowski, who is a, a spiritual coach, just a great woman. She'll come in and, and talk to us a little bit about how she works with people to help them really connect with uh, what, we, what we're calling together the everyday sacred. So that's another territory that we're going to look at. Of course, we also want to add in the dimension of health and wellness. So this would be the fourth uh, dimension on our, in our six areas that we're going to be looking at. And health and wellness, as you know, is a really wide topic. Uh, it can be fitness. It can be nutrition. It can also be things like um, meditation or a daily practice of centering or grounding, which kind of relates to the previous one, kind of intersects with the spirituality dimension. And again, many people that can come in and, and, and talk with us and offer their expertise and their insights into how to really balance your life from a wellness perspective. Um, I'm very fond of a uh, great connection with a lot of alternative healers, people who are into, uh, who are naturopaths or massage therapists, those kinds of um, practices that are really about a wholeness, a wholeness or a holistic ap- approach to health and well-being. So those will, will also be leaning into that kind of expertise on the, on this show. The other area, this is one that I love to get into. My actual coaching designation is in relationship and systems coaching. And so, of course, relationships are a big piece of how we look through our lives, at least the lens of happiness in our lives. Uh, there's a way that we tend to look to others to make us happy. 
if I could just fall in love with the right person, for example, I'd be happy. Um, luckily, I have fallen in love with the right person, and that's great. <laughs> it does contribute to my happiness. But really, this is about, you know, the relationship is the inside job, right? It's, it's our relationship with ourselves, but as well as how are our relationships in the world. So in this one, when you're giving yourself a number, like just think about how satisfied are you with the relationships that are in your life right now, either primary relationships, uh, your spouse or significant other, or those other relationships, friends and family, your social relationships. So again, you can use two numbers here if you want, one for primary and one for social. It's up to you how you use the, you know, use the tool. But, but just think about in right now at the present moment in 2015, how do you feel about your relationships and the relationship with yourself? Don't forget to have a number for that. Then the, the final, uh, six, the sixth dimension or the final area that we'll look at is fun and creativity, play. I know for myself, it's, you know, and I want to be fair to myself here, a lot of my work is like play. I have really made a lot of gains in designing a life I do love and being able to actually do what I love to do as part of my work. And at the same time, I can get really work focused. And so I always want to be looking to this one. Uh, how much creativity am I bringing? And creativity for me is a touchstone of a balanced life. For myself, I know if I start to experience the blues, if I start to get into the early signs of depression, um, getting into some creative work really makes a difference for me. And that can be um, what we consider more the traditional creative things, you know, um, artwork, writing, you know, those kinds of things, crafts. But it's also just the bringing creativity into our lives overall as, a, as another entry point for happiness. So we'll be looking at that and, and, and just how each of these dimensions play together. Uh, and again, we'll be bringing in some people who are doing some pretty creative work in the world and talking to them about their insights as to uh, how it really impacts and makes a difference in the day-to-day -day life and our day-to-day -day happiness. So that's what the show is going to be about. I think you've gotten a sense of who I am. We'll put lots in the show notes for you, links and so on, so you can get to know me a little bit better, get to know my business a little bit better, and also... Um, you know, some of the uh, the themes and topics that we've talked about or I have more resources to offer you, I'll be doing that too. Because we brought Pema into the show, at least virtually uh, at the top, I'd like to close with a quote from her as well that seems to me to really capture our themes. Here's what she has to say when we're, we're asking people to think about happiness. What seems to be more digestible for people is to think of happiness in a very profound sense of, may I fulfill my potential? During this lifetime, from now until I die, may the days of my life add up to waking up and fulfilling my potential, actually connecting with the deep and rich potential that I have and wishing that for other people as well. Often, she says, that's a lot more what we're getting at anyway. And that includes, well, that could include what we call sorrow and what we call joy. Whatever it is that nurtures us and wakes us up and helps us to grow up and fulfill our potential. May you be well. May others be happy and well. Much love to you. See you next week.